When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness. Where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. <coughs> His squats opened a wormhole And that's what led them here ah! To trap inside a okay. magic studio I need to hear The adventures of Bradley and Dawn Bradley and Dawn A Mike Ganger production Well, good morning afternoon and evening wherever you are you're listening to the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 1071 i'm the bradley that uh huskier version of dawn you just heard is actually paul mcguire grimes hello it's a monday that uh, husky voiced uh, uh gentleman that you are used to hearing on fridays here on the adventures of bradley and dawn talking about his favorite tv and movies is of course paul mcguire grimes in for dawn today she'll be back tomorrow um we figured out the mic situation at least. Okay, great. That to me all the time. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, I think your mic is on. Hey, Paul, thank you for being here today. It's great to be here on this kind of solemn day. Oh, it is a very heavy day for obvious reasons. And no doubt, if you've been listening to the station today, you've had ample opportunity to reflect on the life and the career of Matthew Perry, who passed away surprisingly this weekend. This really, truly, it is... Hyperbole, it sounds like, but it but it's true that or not hyperbole, it cliche. It really was a shocking announcement this weekend that he passed away. His death, when we learned it on Saturday, was truly shocking for many people. I was at a party Saturday night and I was I randomly opened my phone and that was like the first thing that I saw and kind of had this gas. But then. I didn't want to make a scene at the party, so I was like just kind of showing people my phone, and then I showed my husband, and then he gasped because we've been talking about Matthew Perry over the last year due to his memoir and his open struggle with addiction, which we'll get to later. Yeah, and then when news comes out like this, your brain goes in a million different direction of like, did the worst happen again? Yeah, how did he die? What do we know? What do we don't know? What are the reactions coming? And then you then think about your own um, relation to Matthew Perry. Like, I was a big Friends fan growing up, so I immediately was like, here are the clips in my head, the sound bites in my head that were kind of going off. And I'm very glad you're joining us today for that reason, because for me, I knew who Matthew Perry was. Mm -hmm. I appreciated Friends for its cultural 
pop culture right. influence and what it meant as sort of an icon of television, classic TV. And we can talk about it and we'll get to all that stuff, like why Friends was such an iconic television show or, or uh, truly its place in entertainment. But for me, I was not a huge Friends fan per se mm-hmm. or a huge like, I don't want to say lover of his work. Right. Like I knew who Matthew Perry was and I was shocked to learn. I was just scrolling through social media randomly on Saturday and, you know, instantly was like, oh gosh. And then I immediately told Jamie, like, did you well, see I this? Well, I think he represents, depending on where you come into this situation, something and someone that's more than just a character on a show. So you can think about him and like you're as... A friend of yourself like you have your core group of friends yeah that maybe a monica or chandler or joey represent in your own life yeah and if you're maybe someone that has battled addiction yeah you can then relate to that area and i think it just hits people differently We're gonna, we'll talk about that later on in the kind of macro level of what his death means and you also then don't think someone that young that you have this connection to would die if that well, sounds yeah, for, weird I, like I, I think like because what you're saying essentially is that it's multi-layered right your so reaction multi-layered. like any shocking news you go through these waves of like oh gosh what does this mean and oh gosh how do i feel about that and i didn't even think about this and when it comes to matthew perry of course his age is one of those things he shouldn't you know, in your head, you're thinking he should not be passing away. This is not normal. Oh, I know he struggled with mm-hmm. drug and alcohol addiction. Perhaps that had something to do with it. We should say, just like on the basis of the facts that we know or don't know at this point, it's too soon to say what led to his cause of death, uh, or I should say what the cause of death was. And it sounds like it's going to take a while. Yep. And it could be a variety of different things. But I think because he's been so outspoken and it was so recent just last year that his memoir came out that I think that's all at the forefront of people's minds. Yes. And I, I legit thought that, that like I was thinking about this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that we were talking about his memoir earlier this year, like as in earlier this summer. No, it came out like last November. Yeah. And even the Friends reunion that we saw was in 2021. And I can't believe that's already been two years now since yeah. that came out. Like my concept of time lately, as I think a lot of people know, is just off. Um, And well, I yeah, immediately but... then thought of like, what are Jen and Courtney and Matt and David and Lisa, I'm saying first names as if I'm friends with any of them, but like going through right now, we know we're not going to get reactions from any of them, nor should we expect reactions from any of them. But I can't help but wonder, like, this deep sense of loss that they all must feel. Yeah, because they are in such a unique place. And, you know, he talked about this as I was reading some uh, memories and just accounts of his friendships and relationships. And he talked about any time he would be somewhere and come into contact with one of his fellow cast members from that moment on, whatever event he was at, where whatever obligation he had, everything just sort of went away and his focus would be on that other cast member. And that was the same he said for the rest of them. So that if they ever came into contact, it was like, well, the night's over. So we're just going to be sitting here talking to each other because they had that much of a, a connection with one another and that was no more one... than just actor to actor on a set oh. for a job like yeah. they you they really were friends in an offset and they helped each other and they helped matthew during his filming when he was having all of his addictions and he's talked about that and there's a clip i don't know if we'll play it later but when he i think it was when he was with diane sawyer where he talked about he has a hard time watching the show because he doesn't remember many of those years but he can look at the show and depending on his weight 
gain or loss, he knew like, that's when I was on cocaine. That's when I was on opioids. That's when I was an alcoholic. And it's, and the cast would come to him and say, in in various, you know, different ways, like things have gotten bad. You, you know, we can, we all can tell you, we mm -hmm. can smell the alcohol in your breath, or we can notice that, you know, you're not the same person. Yeah. And that would be heart, uh, you know, sort of like a gut punch Mm -hmm. to him. Um, did you read his memoir? I did not. Yeah. But we watched the Diane Sawyer interview and we certainly learned a lot about it just through all the conversations sure. that were, you know, and that goes into memoir culture right now when we talk about Britney and this idea of, yeah, gosh, there's so much to talk about because right. we, you know, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. You know, we I would now like right to, now. <laughs> well, this idea, you know, I've been thinking about this concept a lot lately where a memoir comes out. And the the writer will go and do maybe a Diane Sawyer interview or some sort of interview mm-hmm. and then talk about it. Yeah. There's going to be the BuzzFeed list of revelations from Britney's bio yeah. or here's everything you need to know about Matthew Perry's bio. Yep. So then you're reading all the bullet points and then you feel like, well, do I need to read the book now? Like I already know all this stuff. Yeah. Now because but can I just and I and I want to put in a plug, read the book. And here's why, because I had this experience just most recently with Britney that if you want to get beyond that list of 25 things and actually that list of 25 things i guess it's helpful for those who just never are going to do the thing right but like you miss the voice and right? i think and you're so great at reading listening to audiobooks and i think hearing it is a completely different story and more helpful too than especially when it's read by the author in this right. case in you this know case. for Brittany, not but right but matthew read his book yeah. and i think that would be a great thing to hear and i think it also then you want to help them and i do feel like buying the book listening to the audio is a way of helping them and giving them voice in such a hard thing to talk about and it it, it sometimes the distillation of everything into a list makes the things that are in that list the bullet points seem more intense than they really are right do you know what i'm saying and again i had that feeling with reading britney like people would say like oh justin did this well when Britney talks about it in context, it actually doesn't come across as harsh, I think, as the bullet does. The bullet point yeah. does, which is not to, you know, take anything away from maybe the actual news or information being shocking. It's just that, and I'm sure the same is true with Matthew Perry, like, you know, reading sort of just a list of the lowest things that, you know, he experienced in mm-hmm. his life. Like, that just takes that just takes away the opportunity to put that in the context of the story, which I guarantee the things that he would want people to have taken away from his story was not the bullet list. It was, you know, the, the everything in between, right. Those bullet lists, the, um, the today show put on their Instagram today. And I don't know where the quote is from or when he originally said it, but he said, when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. Mm -hmm. I want that to be the first thing mentioned. And that is, on his advocacy for helping people get sober. He knew that his book could help people and he wanted to help people and take someone to a meeting if need be or give them the resources that, that this other person needed as his legacy. And I think that that's amazing. And I hope people cannot just be drilled down into one thing. Like we're all more than also, one thing in life and he's yeah. more than just Chandler Bing. Yeah. And also, and we'll talk about his addiction uh, more clearly later in the show, you want people to like, I guarantee he wants people to think about the helping part of his struggle with addiction, like the, the ways in which it allowed him to help others. Mm -hmm. 
but not the addiction itself. Like there's this balancing act of, yes, it's a part of your story and yes, it, it, you know, in telling it can be helpful to other people. But at the same time, he was also an incredibly talented actor who we should remember for his role on friends. Right. So like it's such a balancing act in this moment because everybody just wants to boil everything down to, Oh, he was an actor who struggled with alcohol and drug addiction. Okay. But like, I guarantee you insanely funny. There was so much more than that. For sure. And if you go to his IMDb, you're going to see a lot of work that you're like, Oh, I forgot about that movie. I forgot he was in this. And yeah, he did do drama over here. And I, I, the first thing I know Matthew Perry from was when I was a, when I was much much younger. I was a big fan of Growing Pains, mm-hmm. and he had this three episode. Who did arc. he play in Growing Pains? Well, he had a three episode arc, uh, and his character's name was Sandy, and he was a like a college age kid that was dating Tracy Gold's character, and she was very much in love with him. And the the episode, the big thing that happened was is that they were out driving, and Sandy was drunk. Yes, and he they got into an accident, and it was a drunken driving accident. And Mike and Pam or a very parents, special episode. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends with Sandy dying in the hospital, and it it, it hit me when I was a kid, like, oh my, this episode is about drunk driving, yeah. and now this character is dead. Yeah. And it, I don't know, I it, it, I I remember it so vividly, watching it and being affected by it. And then today I was scrolling through YouTube trying to find that episode and I found a video about why his character was killed off. Which we don't need to get into because it would, it's just speculation, and I don't know if that was. And it probably had like behind the scene, like yeah, what was it? I mean, well, girl. it was about how Kirk, <laughs> I like how you're like, I don't want to take us off topic and go deep in the weeds. deep in the shallow. That's what we do. <laughs> I know, but okay. So the the this this one YouTube YouTuber, take it for what you will, grain of salt, was basically talking about how Kirk Cameron was. That was when he first started going into this very extreme religious. Oh, that makes total yeah, sense. And how he did, he thought that. Matthew Perry was like a, an agent of Satan and wanted him killed off the show. And Kirk Cameron had a lot of power on that yeah. show. So they wrote Sandy off by totally killing believable. him off. Yeah. I mean, it's who knows, right? Like, but like, who knows if that's the truth? But yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And that his character seemed to be supposed to be on for much, much longer. And Kirk didn't want him on the show. And that's why I'm glad you're here today, because you do have this back catalog knowledge <laughs> of all the, you know, the things on his IMDb, the other things that maybe people have forgotten or didn't even know about Matthew Perry. One thing that I thought was interesting, who his stepfather was. And his name escapes me right now, but his stepfather essentially is a reporter for NB for Dateline, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he he, like his um Keith Morrison, Keith Morrison. Oh my God, that's right. And okay, so this this is like I'm taking you on a journey right now. But so then I went down this rabbit hole. So I was reading about his mother and father and essentially they had a brief you know they were together for a brief period of time but then his mom remarried and ended up having and i think both his mother and biological mother and father went on to have additional kids and so they all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I think there were like five in the family. Um, and he was like in Canada with his mom, but then came to live with his dad in his teenage years in L.A., regardless, long story short. So then his stepdad is Keith Morrison. And then I'm like Googling over on Keith Morrison. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the guy from Dateline. And you would totally recognize him oh, if you saw him. He's got the very distinct voice. He's like the Dateline reporter that we know all yeah. in love because yeah. of his voice. Matthew would have, he has five Emmy nominations, one for the Friends reunion, one for a lead actor in a miniseries for the Ron Clark story two for The West Wing, and one for Friends. So fascinating that he was nominated more for a guest arc on The West Wing Mm -hmm. than his 10-year run on Friends. And his last acting credit was back in 2017. Like, he hasn't acted in a while, for obvious reasons, I would assume, uh, as Ted Kennedy in The Kennedys After Camelot. And that was the limited series. It was like the sequel limited series and with Katie Holmes playing Jackie. Oh, yeah. So you got to see... what year was that? 2017. Wow. And that was the sequel. I mean, that was, there was the Kennedys and then the Kennedys after Camelot, which talks about Ted and Chappaquiddick. And it's a good thing we have Paul McGuire Grimes with (laughs) us today. Well, when we come back, though, Mike is going to fill us in on all the rest of the latest from Hollywood right here on Mike. Visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's our good friend Mike. Hello. Hello. Let's uh, start things off with an update on the SAG after negotiations. It oh, sounds yeah. like they're going to keep on talking, although there is uh, the two sides said they have been engaged in some productive talks through the weekend. Uh, one source said, though, that uh, these are all tough conversations and they're going to, I think, take today off before rejoining once again. Good. Perhaps they decided to stop focusing on Halloween costumes <laughs> and start focusing on how to make the strike go away. Seriously, that backfired immensely. And if you are, I'm always telling people, go to their Instagram, at SAGAFTRA, to find out the latest and to know what is actually happening versus an article here or there trying to share it. Like, they will tell you up front. And that's what they're always saying. Follow us here for the latest and the correct truth. There you go. So do just that. We'll take a look at the box office from the weekend. That was a bit of a shocker. Not that uh, this order was shocking, but the fact that Five Nights at Freddy's brought in $78 million. Not to mention it was released both in the theaters and on Peacock. We watched it on Peacock last night. $75 million? Yes. It's the like highest grossing horror movie of the year. Almost double. Why Why are horror movies so... Like, why does that drive people to the movies in a way that nothing else seems to, other than the occasional blockbuster? um, A couple of reasons. Five Nights at Freddy's is also based on a video game. So you're not only going to get in, you're going to get in the horror audience. You're also going to get in the video game audience. And there's been lots of hype regarding this adaptation for a long time. So it's been a long time coming. So I think people are excited to see it. But horror, I think people like going to the theater to experience the jumps. Sure. And that communal. That makes sense idea you know i always love seeing horror in the theater do we know anything about the not to like sidetrack us too much but do we know anything about the demographics of who sees horror films because i wonder if it's bringing in a younger audience oh, for sure. typically i think it's like 20 year olds or even like the teens that want to try to slip into an r-rated movie yeah 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 it was a lot of times it's um because i remember when they moved the um 
Exorcist moved its date because it was going to be on October 13th, Friday the 13th. They moved it because Taylor Swift did her concert movie. And the reason why they noted is the fact that older teen and younger 20s women are actually the main demographic when it comes to horror. So a lot that is usually the case. At least that's what the article I read said. That is so So fascinating. Or 40 year old gay men like myself. (laughs) Well, you know, here we are. Uh, uh, Speaking of that, Taylor, we we transcend demographics, Paul. (laughs) Absolutely. Speaking of that, Taylor Swift era's uh, concert movie, 14.7 million bucks for the second spot. The big drop was 61%. Killers of the Flower Moon, just $9 million over the weekend. I'm not surprised. I. I'm still telling people, go to the theater to go see it. That's how Marty and the rest of us want you to see it is in the theater. But yeah. I also get it. It's three and a half hours long. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, I'm going to wait to see it on streaming. When was the last time you actually went to a theater? You know, that's a great question. The <laughs> correct answer to that is, what would I have seen? You know this. Yeah, I, I actually do. This is what <laughs> I feel like you have to know. You d- we did talk about this once. You actually went to the theater to go see. It's something that would have. Oh, what were some of the big summer movies? Oh, this um, summer. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I'm getting there. Like Elvis? No. No. no it wasn't Elvis. Year, no, um, it wasn't a superhero. <laughs> it was Oppenheimer or Barbie. Game. Oh yeah, Oppenheimer. Barbie. Barbie. It was Barbie. It was Barbie. Yes. That's yes. What it was. See, I went to a movie. <laughs> oh, Mike, thank you for all the latest from Hollywood. When we come back here on The Adventures of Bradley and Don, we have blind items, a whole half hour of them. It's called Blinded by the Item, and it's only right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Dakota Dental. If you haven't made your dental appointment, your regular checkup for the year, now is the time. It's already the end of October. I know, I can't believe how fast the year has gone by. What that means is, Those dental benefits you've been paying for all year. And you're probably starting to think about in terms of next year, like uh, what your benefits are going to be because it's also that time of year. Well, those benefits for 2023 are going to run out at the end of the year. So let's go ahead and put them to good use at one of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. The entire process could not be easier. All you have to do is head to dakotadental.com. And whether it's that regular checkup or maybe you've put off getting a crown or another procedure you know you've needed... Uh, but you haven't felt the urgency to. Maybe you have those benefits sitting around waiting to be put to good use. Now is a great time. And even if you want to get the appointment in for the end of the year, go ahead and get it on the books now by calling Dakota Dental. Tell them Bradley sent you. Guy Rizzi to learn more. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. And this is Blinded by the Item. Blind items are celebrity gossip with the names left out. Together we'll play detective to figure out what the item is telling us about our favorite celebrity. Well, that was a weekend. Paul. Bradley. A lot of stuff going on this Absolutely. Uh, weekend. Um, chief among the news we learned over the weekend that Matthew Perry passed. That was shocking news. 100%. I, I was at a party, like I was saying, and I, I still can't get over it. Every time we're really talking about it or I think about what he either means to me or the, his cast, like it just brings me to a, a sad place. I think anytime you have an actor who passes away suddenly, unexpectedly, and certainly long before one would expect is their quote time. Right. That's just tragic. And it does, I think most people then reflect on their own lives. I will say as somebody who has... 
uh, dealt with addiction in my life, you know, anytime someone who has struggled publicly with addiction passes away, even if it's unrelated to right. their addiction, which we should say it's too early, we don't know. That just is a reminder of our own mortality, but it's also a chance to reflect on, you know, one's own struggle or journey with addiction. So I, I bet a lot of people are in that same place mm-hmm. today and were this this weekend when they learned yeah. that he passed away. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. It's like, how do you come back from that? Or like, add a quippy one-liner? Yeah, like, you can't. Like and he it's would. totally fine. Like you Chandler don't need would to. have like he his would. sarcastic nature. He would have a good blunt retort. Yeah. Whenever you think about clips or moments from the show, it's not always like big scenes of his per se, but it's the one-liner punchline that he was so great at delivering. Yeah. yeah. And I will say he was certainly a subject of blind items over the years, as a lot of celebrities are. And I think, again, truthfully, for a lot of celebrities who deal with alcohol and drug addiction, they frequently find themselves in the blinds. I will say as a person, when, when these blinds come up, I'm always thinking about just because somebody struggles doesn't mean always the worst thing you read about them is true. I just try to give people some grace, even though I realize we're in blind item world. Right. Um, so hopefully the blinds won't have anything heinous to say today, but should we get to him? We I certainly should. Yeah. All let's, right. Let's start it off. Let's go with this one here. We know Paul is an absolute ringer when it comes to these blind items. <laughs> so he's so good. You guys, if you haven't heard Paul do these, and I should say he's in for uh, for Dawn today, but Paul previously was pulling them out of nowhere. Thank you. Let's see how this first one That's goes a good here. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> This A-list singer slash actor must, or I should say, it's pretty clear that the A-list singer slash actor has promised his former bandmates one more run at it, considering the way they're all defending him right now. Oh, I know it. Do you have it? God, you're you're just like so chomping good. at the bit. He's I'm so assuming good. this is where you're going as well, Justin Timberlake. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. Blind, uh, blind item here is basically saying that uh, it's pretty clear that uh, he must have already told his bandmates, the other members of InSync, that they're going to have one more run at it, considering how they are defending him, especially with everything coming out around the uh, Britney memoir. I will say, and and there was this clip with Lance Bass. TMZ caught up with Lance Bass at the airport, and he was like, you know, we should, everybody should be forgiven. Britney's already forgiven him. And then when they were like, are you going to do a reunion? He's like, well. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's been talks, but the cynic in me that lives in blind item shallow yeah. territory is <laughs> we like, like the cynic in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you know you wonder like, yes, there's a new Trolls movie coming out, and Justin has a voice in that. You do wonder how much in advance did Justin know about the book in order to orchestrate and sing coming back together to then to do a new song in the movie oh, sure. and then get leading talks going. I don't even think you have to be going. cynical for that. That's just like smart. Like publicity, right? Yes, but or is it? Maybe it's like the opposite of. I don't it's know. Cynical publicity. Yeah, it's 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 not publicationships, but it's using something negative to boost any or, press you know, is good press, right? Yeah, no, because I could see a case where you know, not that you're like planning on the, you know, like ooh, Britney's going to make when me you look have, like a jerk. Yeah. But if you know that there is going to be a conversation that you will likely be a part of. That is an opportunity for you to try and spin at least the narrative, spin the narrative and control it on your own terms. And knowing that people have wanted an NSYNC reunion forever and yeah. you're the holdout. And when you know the Backstreet Boys and, and, and New Kids on the Block make bank 
on all of their reunion and, tours and, and concerts. And and while Britney fans might be, it's baked in that you're like the devil incarnate. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people out there who are a little more ambivalent. And by that, I mean oh, a lot more ambivalent. For sure. And they just hear Justin and they see the Trolls movie and they think, oh, I want NSYNC to come back. Right. Yeah. All right. So we'll see if that's going to happen or not. Uh, let's do another blind item here. We'll move on to this one. The This A-list actress who loves wearing her children's clothes uh, has yet to utter one word of support for the actor strike, but then decided to take a shot at the Guild on social media over the weekend by breaking the rules that they enforced. Oh, okay, well... A minus list actress who loves wearing her children's clothes has not uttered one word of support for the actor's strike, decided to take a shot at the guild on social media over the weekend while breaking the rules that they have put in place and tried to enforce. Does this have something to do with the Halloween thing? It has something to do with Halloween. Yes, exactly. Yep. The children's clothes thing is odd to me. It's almost as if they're a tiny, tiny person and can get away with wearing kids clothes. Or they're just saying she's trying to wear like clothes that are i think she, there was a story earlier this year that she legitimately was wearing her children's oh, clothes yes oh god who I, was because that? she wants to wear very 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 small clothes who was that i don't know oh, i is... know this we covered this so she was ticked off about the halloween thing with the kids and you can't Took wear the this... social media to uh, show her it's not reese witherspoon nope see and the other person that kind of actress was mandy moore but her kids are like babies yeah like she's wearing, like, she's wearing a baby onesie. <laughs> yeah. Close, ma'am. Um, <laughs> Let me figure out how young uh, her child is. That would be uh, interesting to, I, to I, hear. I remember this story about wearing her kids' clothes, and I can't for the life of me. But I also have a vague idea that somebody was uh, yapping on social media. This looks like weekend. the kid's ten years old. The kid is ten years old, which probably puts her in her. And it was was 30s. it a kind of a thing like. Yeah, I can wear my kids' clothes. And people are like, that's gross. Stop it. Or was that Bethany Frankel I'm thinking of? Did I don't think do that. I don't like remember that? that part. I don't know. Anyway, that's not who we're talking about. Okay. A minus list actress. Let's, is, let's is nail her down. Is she a television down. or a movie? Movie. Movie. Is she known for a franchise? She is known for a franchise, yes. Superhero? Uh, no. Well, no. Alien. Sigourney Weaver. No. Not specifically <laughs> not alien. The alien. Um <laughs> the franchise. Like Star Wars. Uh, Men in Black? Um no and no. An alien franchise. Mm-hmm. Charlie's there. It's like just nope. oh, that's not a franchise. Um, Independence Day. Is it a Jada? Uh it is not. She wasn't in those. What am I thinking? No. Thinking Will. Okay. See, this is the the beauty of Paul McGuire Grimes, is he has this like Photographic knowledge of like IMDb's. <laughs> Think of a, and I will say she uh, she's from the franchise. It was not a part of the entire franchise. It lives on it. without her character. Oh, it's mm, so maybe they died for a long her. time. Oh god, there are a lot of these movies about an alien race that's here on this planet. V. <laughs> <laughs> this has to be so obvious. I know. I'm gonna just Paul. pick myself if I don't get it. Paul McGuire. And it's Grimes. not a. She is more known for doing things off of the screen than on it. Oh. We've talked more about her in the blinds and off of the screen than we have in her movie success. 
My husband texted oh, me. I was going to say, you must have gotten the Is hinty. it an avatar? Is it a Zoe Saldana? It is not, but that uh, is a good oh, guess. No. Okay. But is so it's not avatar They're on this planet. This alien this race is planet. on this planet. They're the rocking the sun. I'm kidding. It's not that. Um, Coneheads. They're very mechanical aliens. Oh, Transformers. Oh. oh. So it's a Megan Fox. Yes. yes. Because she and, um, what's his phone call? Machine Gun Kelly. When is Kill Bill? Kill Bill. Yes. Yes. Got that is it. exactly it. So I, and, see, right, I never film, think of Transformers as aliens. That's I why I didn't but they are. I, yeah, I know. They're yeah. just toys from our childhood. Okay, right. fill in the blank. Uh, Megan Fox, uh, apparently, who also loves wearing, and there was a story, a picture of her wearing her son's uh, Star Wars t-shirt. Or there was a picture of the son wearing it, and there was a picture of him, her wearing it. It's the exact same t-shirt, we believe. Um, so- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So that is where that part comes out of there. But uh, Megan Fox uh, hasn't uttered a single word of support on the actor side of uh, this strike, but decided to take a shot on social media. She posted the picture of her costume from, like you said, Kill Bill. It's a great looking costume, but she actually even tagged on uh, Instagram uh, the SAG AFTRA handle. So, so she was just looking for an argument. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, we've learned a lot more about Ms. Fox than yeah. we need to know. Yeah. There you go. Girl. You got there. All right. Took a long time. Attention seeking cool. behavior. Let's do another one. It's been some time since this A-list actor and his buddy, the former superhero, did as much coke as they did at the party this weekend. It was epic amounts, according to witnesses. Oh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bradley. So give me a hint. What are you um, thinking? So the for- is the former superhero Spider-Man? Yep. Okay. The, the best friend... Yeah. Loves to date younger women. Yep. Oh, Leo and Tobey Maguire. Correct. Yep. And uh, yep. According to the... Well, I, well, I did there. see... Did you see that photo? Okay, you can fill in the blind, but I have to... Did you see the photo where the girlfriend was reaching into his drawers? No. And grabbing his butt cheek? No. Leo's girlfriend? Anyway, well, fill in the blind. Uh, Filling in the blind. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to fill in the blind. Instead, I'm going to do this. The girlfriend of this A-list actor <laughs> knew exactly what she was doing at the Halloween party. She made a whole lot of money selling those photos. Oh, oh Bradley. I think you know it. But grabber. It's Leo and who's his girlfriend? It's like, like Ioni. No, it's Ver- like a name. Starts with the, oh, uh, what is her name again? I haven't caught up on my latest Victoria's Secret models these days. I just had this pulled up and now it is escaping me. It's, her a, name. it's a unique name. Oh, oh. Not anything that I just said. Vittoria Soretti. Vittoria Soretti. Yeah, there you Vittoria go. Vittoria Soretti. Yep. Who am I thinking of? She, uh, yeah, apparently took some pictures at this. And this, I believe this was the uh, Casamigos like, Halloween party they were all yeah. attending. And uh, yeah, uh, the first part of the blind is that Leo and uh, his buddy Toby were doing more cocaine than they've done in a very, very long time, according to witnesses. And uh, the second part is that uh, that young lady that Bradley just said the name of, she uh, knew exactly what she was doing at that Halloween party, taking a bunch of pictures of celebrities and 
selling them for profit. This is gross only because like if you've seen the photos, have you haven't seen the photos? No, if you could Here, send I'm going to send you a link so um, that you can view them. Here's the thing though. If I was at a party, I was just at one this weekend, but did it, you put your hand in your husband's <laughs> pants and take photos and sell them? TBD Bradley. Um, <laughs> that wasn't TMI Bradley. No, what I'm saying is if I was TBD, famous like oh there's a chance. Wait till this weekend. That's that's good. No, no. If I was famous and at a party, I would not be doing coke or going down people's pants for fear of photos being taken. I don't want that out there. Yeah, but I would just assume there are always cameras on me. Is that what Colleen used to say? Pretend that there's a camera. You're always on camera. You're always on camera. That is absolutely sure. But if you look at these photos, these aren't photos like I want to see, right? Like if, if, and so what I mean by that is if I were gonna. Try to come oh. up with a scenario to get photos taken. Yeah, because she's not, even like looking past the like shoulder, like crack. Yeah, it ain't pretty. That he doesn't look freshly showered. <laughs> he wasn't. It... <laughs> this is not. These are not like exciting photos. Is no, what I'm this saying. is not sexy Halloween time. Of, this is not horny Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And there were definitely some other ones uh, taken too behind the scenes because people were commenting on the fact that uh, Toby McGuire apparently was wearing a mask, and they're like, even with that mask on, you could see how completely messed oh, up he was from Toby. drugs. So there's a lot of different uh, photos. He's had a long there. career of that. Has yeah. he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know him and that. Leo. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Often in the blinds as well. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to another one. This young singer may not kiss and tell while traveling, but when she's back home, she's pretty loose-lipped about her and her bodyguard girlfriend, or excuse me, boyfriend. He's uh, quite a bit older and of her, than her, and many uh, in her camp do not approve, but she doesn't care. Eventually, things uh, or evidently things are getting uh, pretty serious between them, as he just relocated to L.A. and even helped her move into her new place. I have okay, one so we have guess. a young singer. Yep. And her sexy bodyguard. Yep. Who's I, your guess? I, I, this is just based off Young. I'm going Olivia Rodrigo. Yep. Oh, good job. Thanks. Yeah, according to The Blind, and I don't know uh, much of this story and I haven't seen much of it, but according to The Blind Item, the uh, Olivia Rodrigo is uh, very close with a much older bodyguard boyfriend that she uh, has been traveling around with uh, to the point that he even helped her move into her new place and he relocated to L.A. as well. Oh, okay. So there you go. I don't know if there's I'm Googling. pictures or evidence of that anyway. I don't see anything. Okay. So that's conclusive she's not taken anyway. advantage of. She's what? As long as she's not being taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, like, I guess she can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out. Olivia's bodyguard is his name. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to do some research. We will. I'm sure more to right. come a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. We uh, hear the blind also, and then a few days later. Also, not surprised that, like, we're... celebrities would be having relationships. I'm going to be clear. If I were, like, an A-list celebrity and I were single, I would be, like, looking for love in all the... Wrong non-public places. place well, that, love, yeah. no, no. but like non-public places yeah. meaning i would not be looking to date another celebrity and if you were always with your bodyguard yeah things like you're drunk in a hotel late I mean, after night it's a big strong man who's trying to protect Absolutely. you what else do you need right what's <laughs> <laughs> uh, you protecting I mean, if, you're, with? if you got the money right you just want some you know Okay. We've already talked about Megan Fox today, and uh, there was a whole series of blind items this summer about her and her bodyguard. That is when true. She was traveling out of this country. They kind of fizzled and disappeared. And by that, I mean uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly and that, you know, tumultuous roller coaster. No one cares. That's why. I mean, that didn't stop them from trying. 
Right. And then they realized no one cares. So they didn't need yeah. to call the paparazzi every time they left the grocery store. Well, there you go. Or Lucky drank us. their blood or whatever. <laughs> Let's do another creepy, one. Creepy, like, engagement photos. Remember uh, that? Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, let's do another one here. This A-list dual threat actor is the star of at least one movie franchise and had a hit streaming show that could turn into a long-running series, but not with the actor. Anyway, he is hooking up with a much, much, much younger yachter, and she has been calling the paps on them every single time. Okay, so, so we've A-minus got, list? We've got an A-minus list dual threat actor that is a, a star of at least one movie franchise, had a hit streaming show that could turn into a long series, although he won't be a part of it, and uh, apparently he's hooking up with a much younger yachting yachter. This makes me think it's probably like a one, like he was only on the first season and got killed off or something. Like maybe he was the name to like jump, jumpstart this show. The second part of that is exactly right. Oh. Okay. Well, is this a Netflix? Nope, not a Netflix. Uh, Apple. Nope. A Max. Nope. A Hulu. Nope. A Prime. Peacock? Yes. Oh, Prime. kind of. Prime. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Prime, but a little more specific. Freebie. Yes. What the heck's doing a freebie show? Oh, it has to be James Marsden. Yep. <laughs> Because he was a jury juror. duty. Yep. Yeah. Or jury duty. Yeah. That was actually that was a really funny. good way of getting that yeah. one. Nicely yeah. done. Thanks. I was going to say, as soon as you started going to the list, of like, if we get to freebie, there's nobody else you're going <laughs> to And I was like, it can't be Ronald because he's not like in a show. They can't do another season of that. I beg Hollywood, don't do another season. Yeah. But it's they not going to work. Which means they absolutely will. And it will be run into the ground. Right. And everyone will go around saying, remember when? And James Morrison was in the X-Men franchise. He was also yeah, in also my favorite, one of my favorite sleeper hits of the pandemic. Dead Like Me? Yeah. Dead to Me? Dead. Dead. To, to Me. To Me? Yep. That was yeah. so good. Oh, that's such a... I bawled like a child during the last... Well, yeah. the last entire season. Yeah. God, that's too... Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Also in the Sonic uh, franchise as well. Right. So yeah, he's been in a... That's why I think they're referencing he's, at least one movie franchise. So did you and, fill in the blank? I have not yet. Let's do that. James Morrison apparently is... Um, uh, the star, who's the star of at least one franchise, as you said, X Men, then also on uh, Sonic and the hit streaming show Jury Duty, uh, apparently is uh, hooking up with a much, much, much younger yachter, and uh, she has called the Paps every single time. We have seen these two out and about, as James Mars said, according to a um, Daily Mail article, fifty years old kisses model Frederic Bronze, twenty five, as they enjoy a smoke break outside a New York City hotel. Smoky. Mm-hmm. I will Let's say, and not I'm be smoking. Can people <laughs> stay in school um i'm looking at these photos and you can tell i mean that that is an obvious paparazzi setup yeah um, again also he just looks like he's 25 always i think that's the appeal to him on yeah. with these younger youngins well is he looks their age and the he television loves his face yeah oh, for sure i will say though like there is this like quality where you're like do i love his face or is it just there's just something like the camera really loves about his face well, I, yes and i think he's he's funny and there is a sex appeal to him yeah he's unconventionally sexy in my opinion yeah it is that's what i'm getting at it's like it's i think people would say he's you know classically handsome yeah but there is a quality to his face that's not there's something i don't want to say off but like atypical right that draws you in i think psc is more comedic so you think of him in more of a comedic funny versus action star beefy john cena sexy and he's kind of like in the i just come back to dead to me yeah he 
plays because he's got those two. He, he essentially plays, plays two, two characters, brothers. right? Yeah. And so he's able to like inhabit two different personalities. He's got range, is what we're saying. This is the James Marsden fan club. Apparently, <laughs> had no idea. Add the notebook in there too. Yeah. Let's do another one. The uh, significant other of this rich guy is the one pushing him to sign the A-list celebrity. He wants absolutely nothing to do with her. Oh, God. This is... The significant other of this rich guy is the one pushing for him to sign the A-list celebrity. He wants nothing to do with her. I mean, what are we signing them for? Like a music deal? Uh, Is the rich guy like a tech billionaire? uh, Yep. So is this Elon? Elon? Nope. What did Jeff you say? Bezos? Yes. Oh, so his wife doesn't want him to sign. No, no, no. His wife wants Jeff Bezos. He's the wife is the significant other is the one pushing oh, for Jeff Bezos to sign boring. this A-list celebrity. He wants no part of it. Who would Jeff Bezos be signing? And for what? Like <laughs> a new show? Um uh a fate the face of Amazon? I don't uh, three-way in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, just wondering. Like, I feel like she's fine with that because isn't that the rumors that right. they like to have fun? Yep. Okay, so is this for a movie or TV deal? Um, potentially. Is this just like getting a big celebrity to work with them? Yep. Is it a Kardashian-Jenner? Nope. Is this celebrity an actor or actress? Yes. But like, I did say A-list celebrity. That's right. Yeah, celebrity. Meghan Markle? Uh, Remember we talked about it last week? Oh, yes, but that no. Story. The Amazon deal that Meghan Markle is? Oh, yeah, yeah, because Audible. Audible? Yes, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Sorry, I was thinking of Audible, but that's Amazon. Yes. That is also, yes, yeah. I Audible. would not have gotten there. Audible owned by Amazon. Apparently, uh, we've talked about it last week, the fact that uh, Meghan Markle might be in the works of signing this massive, life-changing possible deal that would be even bigger than the one that they had with Spotify, they being Meghan and Harry. But uh, according to this blind, it is the significant other of Jeff Bezos, his wife, that wants this to happen, not necessarily Bezos. He wants nothing to do with him. Is her name Sanchez? Yeah, Lauren yes. Sanchez. Yeah, okay. Sanchez. Um, okay, so what makes us think that Meghan Markle's deal on Audible is going to be better than Spotify or Netflix? Well, I said the same thing, uh, but what I will say is I don't have an answer. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think there is one, probably. I think right. you're just banking on the fact the that name. she has the ability to produce content and that that content will bring eyeballs. I think that's true. But I think it's true. What's the content that she's offering? Because truly, don't you think it's just that people want to people want to know what's going on in her life? Right. Like the reason that she is as captivating and famous and I mean, she's a talented actress and has a career that Mm -hmm. in and of itself is one area. But when it comes to like you creating the content, I feel like it's because people want to be. They want to know what she knows. They want to know who she likes, who she's friends with. Who yeah. she I'll be curious to see what she's doing with it. And is, yeah. she, is it something that she's going to try to make a difference in the world? Like, I feel like for her Spotify podcast, she was trying to have these like notable names on there yeah. to like, you because well, that brands or that, that jives well with her brand archetypes. Yeah. Right. Archwell. It'd be interesting to know how much, who was in place, like from a production standpoint for her when she was with Spotify and maybe they weren't forcing her when you only when you do a podcast and you only do i think they did 13 episodes or something yeah. it's not gonna really 
take off. It's not going to work. You have to continue to pump them out. So maybe Amazon, which, by the way, they just spent $80 million a couple years ago to get Smartless on their platform exclusively. They produce Smartless yeah. now. Like, this seems like it's just another one where if you have the right team behind her and say, hey, we're meeting at this time, we're doing a show every consistent. single week, you got to yeah. be consistent with it. Maybe that was the problem at Spotify. You know, consistent like we are in producing content daily here on Blinded by the Item, a podcast you can download to your heart's content on Spotify. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and maybe one day Meghan Markle will show up to play uh, Blinded by the Item. In the meantime, I want to thank Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies for joining us for this episode. Thank you. You're great as always. Can't wait to have you back on again. Head to paulstriptothemovies.com for all of your Paul treats. And we'll be back tomorrow with a fresh crop of Blinded by the Item! Bye!